welcome back to Nintendo Voice Chat. It's been it's been a little while. Like three weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Well, Two weeks. I mean, it's not entirely out of our uh, out of our or it's not entirely In our no fault control. because yeah. <laughs> we recorded one that was actually very long with everybody. It was really great, actually. We had Brian, yeah. Jack, and we had all the whole of us. crew, and it was very cool and very entertaining because at the time there was nothing to talk about so it was more of went crazy yeah it was more just chat chat about uh you know nintendo stuff but uh now it's just you and i audrey yeah we couldn't get anyone everyone's busy with gdc preparations and lots of stuff happening so uh we still wanted to bring you guys a podcast though so it's just rich and i here it's sort of sort of bad timing like the, the one good the one good one we had with everybody died it, it a horrible died. death it was eaten by the computer yeah and it was really sad yeah. so uh it's not a conspiracy just in case you're wondering i had a few tweets going i saw a 16 minute podcast and then it's gone what happens like well like, yeah we, we'd actually posted it and then i yeah. was gonna uh, listen to it on my computer on the way home i had to turn around and go back <laughs> i was like damn most of the podcast is gone yeah yeah but anyway we're here we're back and we've actually got nintendo news to talk about yeah quite it's a bit wild. actually fair amount so. uh the big one obviously is the the Pokemons. Yep. The Pokemon news. Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. It looks like the Pokemon company is actually foregoing the traditional third installment, the Pokemon Gray, we've all been expecting. And instead, yeah. they're going to do a sequel to Black and White on the DS. Yeah, direct sequel, or presumably we, we a direct presume, sequel to each it's one. numbered two. Yeah. But, um, and we know nothing about it, really, outside of we've seen two of the new, I guess, their legendary Pokemon. Yeah, they look like new Kyurems, forms is that of what they're calling uh, it? K- I don't know K- how you pronounce K- it. K-Y-U-R-E-M, something like that. yeah. Something difficult. New forms of him, uh, which we made interesting <laughs> observations about. There was a discussion today. in the office today about how <laughs> Reshiram has seemingly lost his appendage, his manhood. But um, <laughs> we'll leave you folks to go Google that and yeah, discover go, go it for compare. yourselves. Go compare. We don't have Brian on, so uh. you know you have a weird job when you're talking about Pokemon dicks. Exactly. That was a weird that, one. That about sums and up. And that our followed morning. Audrey's discussion about whether Star Fox is a real or uh, Fox McCloud is a real man. I think we can all agree that he is. But that's another discussion that for got, another day that got treated too that was awesome <laughs> uh, all these quotes being taken out of context but anyway no um, that was a, that was directly in context no anyway and mitch tweeted something about you talking no, about let's how leave smooth. that one alone let's leave that one alone no one go check your twitter everybody go read twitter anyway right. so you actually put up a piece um early today about yeah. it coming to ds over 3ds it was really interesting yeah so i mean uh it's it's coming out on DS, right? And so DS has been out for eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight yeah. years. And, and it already has two generations of Pokemon on it, which was already yeah. unprecedented. 151 million units sold uh, for, for hardware um, over the three different iterations, or four, mm-hmm. I guess, four different iterations of the system. Um, and, you know, there, there's no denying the system is a success, and there's no denying that it's a very viable platform for software. There are... A couple key problems with this, though, the biggest of which being that the 3DS, by the time this game comes out, especially once it comes out in all territories, the 3DS will have been out for, I think, over a year and a half by the time it you yeah. know, presumably arrives, you know, what, September, October here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't, did, we, did we say the release dates? It's June in Japan. Yeah, it's June in Japan in and fall yeah. of this year here. Yeah, same thing for Europe. So exactly. fall, fall here, Europe. Um, it was interesting because Black and White already came, like, I don't remember, like a couple of weeks before the 3DS launch so that was already sort of pushing it but that was understandable at least because like no one had a 3ds yet right i mean yeah and it sort of made the point that you know uh the original black and white like you just said like it kind of made sense because in japan it came out in september Mm -hmm. which was significantly far away from the late february launch of the 3ds in japan and so you say, okay, some translation efforts, blah, blah, blah. And they'd already started working on it exactly. a long time before that. So exactly. that, that made sense. You could justify that. And I, I seem to recall us even maybe asking Masuda-san. And he just said, you know, we really wanted to sort of give something else to the DS owners. And they said they'd want to make it from the ground up if they made a 3DS one. Exactly. And so. I mean, it totally makes sense. But then you have to sit here and go, okay, you made black and white, uh, you know, partly because it's a very viable platform. And you already have all your existing sort of systems and tech and graphics. Totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Now you're doing, you know, uh, direct sequels. I mean, I'm just calling it that without lack of knowledge of exactly what this thing is. But, you know, sort of direct sequels to these games 
Um, and, and, you know, I feel like they have a huge – there's a mountain of sort of a burden on them to prove that this is a worthwhile yeah. strategy because, you know, traditionally these these third or in this case third and fourth pieces yeah. of a generation, you know, do very incremental upgrades. Yeah, traditionally the point is just that if you didn't buy the first two, you can get Pokemon from both of those versions in this one, and they'll add, like, one new area or one new plot line or something right. like that. It's, it's more of just a, you know, kind of a cool stopgap, especially for the really dedicated fans or people exactly. who missed the first time around, and you know, as you sort of wait for the next one. I mean, really, Pokemon is largely, I think, become an annual franchise for the most part. Pretty close. Yeah, if close. you include, like, the remakes and right. all of that. Then exactly. Like you're, you're pretty close to, like, an annual installment. They're just pretty clever about how they do it, yeah. you know? And, and I think that the, the sort of so-called third entries for each of the, the core two have been have been very smart of them, actually, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a way to kind of repackage an existing game, but giving you some new goodies. And especially if you're really hooked on Pokemon, you're, you're not going to pass that up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so the problem this is, is throwing that out the window, right. and it's doing it in a really a different way, actually, because yeah. there's going to be two. It's going to be a sequel, we presume, obviously. We don't sure. know anything the about two, it. The two seems to give it away. But it <laughs> seems like it's going to be a direct sequel to Black and White rather than just sort of the same story with new Pokemon. So yeah. it's and, very interesting that that's coming to DS. And, I mean, the, pro- <laughs> the fundamental problem of it is, is like... I think that it's disappointing to consumers. Um, Although, if you just read the comments of the news article, right. almost all of them are, why, why? not 3DS, right. YDS? And I mean, so the, and there's a few key things that stand out about this. And one is from a business perspective, I think it's a bad move by Nintendo. The mm-hmm. 3DS, like I said, is going to be been out here for a year and a half. Um, and, you know, Nintendo struggled yeah. in 2011 with the 3ds that's there's no denying that and towards the very end of the year starting with the price cut and then a few months later mm-hmm. as mario and all these games arrived well it's really, on fire now but it had a rough start exactly we really rough start that. got its feet and uh, you know it's well documented we've written about it plenty yeah <laughs> um and you know between mario Mon- and, and over in japan monster hunter and mario kart and then this year resident evil metal gear tech and all these things it's finally really starting to gain mm-hmm. steam and over in japan it's been the number one system for we uh i think ever since like late last year yeah exactly um I mean, it's breaking records all over Japan. Exactly. But still, like Pokemon, that's a system seller. That's, that's one of their biggest franchises, if not precisely. their biggest franchise. It is, and- it is the game, I think, that makes Nintendo's portables work. It, um, it does. It is very it is a very portable minded game. Well, it defines you know, their portables in it many does. ways. It's been with, it's been around since the original Game Boy. It's been yeah. growing with the systems ever since it then. It is it is one of the reasons for their dominance and had they had the foresight to figure out how to bring a Pokemon game in 2012 to the 3DS mm-hmm. when you combine that with Monster Hunter that'd 3G. That would have been it. <laughs> when you combine that with Monster Hunter 4 and and a new 2D Mario mm-hmm. and whatever else um pretty good you yeah know? it's and, pretty good and and what i find just just astonishing is that nobody i guess and again this is just me sort of like observing right but nobody over there at nintendo or pokemon company or game freak or anywhere around here said it it makes sense for us to to limit the potential user base of this thing and the potential yeah. sales of this thing for the future growth of this platform and what better way to do it than to do some sort of sequel or pokemon gray-esque thing uh you know to to grow it for the inevitable let's call it pokemon shiny or something you know like whatever that that really original pokemon 3ds Mm -hmm. game is i don't think anybody would have really faulted them for releasing a marginally upgraded pokemon black and white of some sort Mm -hmm. uh optimized for 3ds like could you imagine like you know pokemon black and white 3ds like let's just call it that yeah and it's and it's you know taking the same old 2d graphics mm-hmm. but kind of popping well, them that out game at you sort of begging for that treatment because they're yeah. so like the bridge scenes and all sure. of that where it just sort of exactly out there's exactly. a little cg like that yeah. would have worked great and and you know you could pop it out a bit and yeah it's maybe old graphics and maybe they're not mm-hmm. quite taking advantage of the system's yeah. power but you do it anyway let that kind of be out there 
and and then the next one you could really take advantage of it. And I'm just I'm just sitting here going like why? Well, why? it's really funny because yeah. like it's weird that they're doing this now because I mean the idea of a sequel to Black and White like just that idea alone like I'm really excited for that. It was a great game. Curious the story idea. was yeah. sort of left open to more. So like that's a really cool idea to do instead of just sure. the third entry. But it's a weird time to do it because now is the perfect time for a third entry because you yeah. could have done gray. You could have made it for 3ds. Everyone sure. would have understood. You could have seen the same areas only popped out in 3d like Mm -hmm. it's it's if any time is the time to do a pokemon gray it would seem now yeah it's it's just kind of a funny decision i see why they did it like they could reuse old assets like it's quick just give people their pokemon fix while they work on the bigger project for 3ds but what frustrates me is that so i i see the logic in you know keeping it on ds I mean, mm-hmm. 151 million install base, and and again, you know, when you say 151 install base, that's that system sold. Mm-hmm. That's actually not like a realistic active user base. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have picked up multiple iterations of the DS. That doesn't mean they're going to buy them it. in. Traded exactly. Them up, yeah. And 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 as 3DS has taken over, those are getting traded in. So mm-hmm. it's not a realistic active active user base. But um, Nintendo actually gave us a comment, basically. Um, I had finished writing the uh, the opinion piece and just as a courtesy told them, this is coming. It was coming, yeah. um, They didn't actually read it, but I just gave them, you know, I said, it's talking about 3DS, DS, and, and sort of discussing why that's kind of a, a strange move to retain on DS. They asked if they could issue a comment. Um, mm. They didn't actually get to read the piece. They just asked if they could issue a comment on the general topic. Um, this morning they gave me the response, and the, the, it was a sort of two-point response. One was, you know, yes, these are DS games, but they are still fully playable on the 3DS. So, yeah. you know, they still technically sort of in a weird way are part of the 3DS library. And second being that, like like we've been sort of been Basically saying. Basically, large install hun- base, and they still want to bring serve those customers. DS people, yeah, yeah. new experiences. And, you know, all that's fine. I think that sort of the 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 sort of asterisk next to the this is a DS game that can be played on the 3DS is the resolution's is different. It looks like shit on the 3DS. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, if anyone hasn't tried to play a DS game on the 3DS, like, you can do it. You get used to looking at it. But if you just play it as is, it's stretched out, it's blurry, it doesn't yeah. look very good. Yeah, or if you the, play the resolution's different. Or if you so play it just... in the proper resolution by mm-hmm. holding down the select and start button, I think is how you yep. do it, and then it's tiny. Right. So there's just no good solution for that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, technically it, it can. can. technically, but you can't play it in all of its glory unless yeah. you held on to your DSi XL it's or like, something. I could probably figure out a way. I don't even know if the hookups are right, but I could probably watch a VHS tape on my new HD TV. <laughs> but, but you uh, don't want to. Well, it's going to be interesting yeah, looking. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a very interesting. Um, and it, I think it's an interesting move. It'll, it's an interesting move. It'll be interesting to see how much it sells. Like I mean, it's Pokemon. I'm sure it'll still sell fantastically sure. well. But I wonder. And I mean, black and white. I wonder if it'll suffer because um, of that. And black and white is uh, the fastest selling Pokemon, Pokemon game. Yeah. And I don't know if it's sold the most, but I know it's the fastest selling. And I believe it settled in at least as of about a year ago. It was at around 11 million. Yeah, yeah. That's nothing to dismiss. That's and a lot, yeah. I think that's, but, but again, it sold 11 million uh, sort of on the, the sort of uh, at the dawn of the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And so now you're in a very different place. And I just, you know, I'm just sitting here going like, you know, for, for all of Nintendo's struggles last year, for everything that it's, you know, pushed to make right and fix, mm-hmm. um, what are you doing? You yeah. know, and and the other thing is is like to argue about assets, and I mean, I totally understand a company, you know, needing to. I mean, I'm sure they're gearing up for whatever original 3ds mm-hmm. game they're doing. I'm sure that's taking some resources. Obviously, you're probably gonna have to redo a good chunk of your Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think they're probably buying themselves time, sure. sort of pushing back their sure. schedule. They're gonna do this, and, and these then are, they're gonna do the remake, and, and these then are big 3DS. games too. Because like, yeah. I mean, it's no small feat. They're gonna have to make fully CG models for all 600 plus Pokemon. Here's the thing to keep in mind: they already did all the black and white Pokemon in 3D because we have them it's on true, that Pokedex. Pokedex 3D. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I sit there looking at that, and then I look at the fact that Capcom, inside of probably about a year, year mm-hmm. and a half, made both Resident Evil Mercenaries and Resident Evil Revelations. That's true, and those games are incredible. <laughs> They're visually stunning. Yeah. Take full advantage of everything the 3DS does. Granted, mm-hmm. they are not the 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 expansive RPG that yeah, Pokemon true, is. And true. I mean, Pokemon, for all of its simplicity and sort of how people like to sort of knock it for being, you know, uh, repetitive mm-hmm. on, on you know version to version. 
there is a lot of stuff in that game. There's a lot of depth there if you look for it, and it's got yeah. a great foundation that it keeps building on. Yeah, so, and like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's one. Of, I mean, it, it's always been very true to Nintendo sensibility to have something that's very seemingly simple but very very deep. Exactly. Um, you go talk to anybody about you know sort of the, the complexities of breeding and raising your Pokemon, and and you'll and, quickly cry. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I just. I think ultimately, though, this is a missed opportunity. I mean, Nintendo mm-hmm. could have really, um, and I mean, not, not, I mean, we can talk about this in a minute, but not that they really need to worry too much. But, you know, Nintendo, I don't think would, would uh, or should turn away an opportunity to really seal the deal when it comes to like 3DS and the yeah. Vita market and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and like the 3DS is doing, and we'll, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. The 3DS is doing very well right now. But, I mean, even if it was like we talked about, just sort of a popped out version of Pokemon Black and White, that, that would have put so many people who were on the edge just yeah. over the edge they would have gone out and buy the system and i mean honesty would game. have honesty would have worked in that situation had they said maybe you know they could have, they could have been pretty honest and said like mm-hmm. you know we were developing this for the three uh, ds realized that the timing would make sense to put mm-hmm. this on the 3d uh, you know put this over on the 3ds something like that um yeah. and the other thing that that i think is key is and i'm just going to pull words right from nintendo um I talked to Reggie last year in August about momentum mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that momentum is hard to get and it's hard to keep, yeah. you know, and once you have it, you have to do everything in your power to keep it. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why they did the price cut. That's why Mario, Mario Kart, Monster Hunter got the ball rolling. Yeah. Their 2012 lineup is very strong. Um, but why, why wouldn't you try and make sure and that keeps going? You know, and there's nothing to be gained, really, in my mind, from releasing this on the DS. Yes, you have a huge install base. Yes, you know, th- so you can sell, uh, let's let's assume some knockoff, but let's assume like 8 million units mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But in like two to three years, the DS will definitely not be there. Its sales yeah, have already yeah. plummeted. You're not trying to, you know, the purpose of releasing, especially first-party software, and one of the big reasons is to grow your install base, mm-hmm. to make sure that future titles have even more things to do, which also lures in more third parties, mm-hmm. which, you know, it just kind of keeps, it's a sort of cycle that, you know, you keep going with. Yeah. And granted, they want to sell a lot of Pokemon games, and that mm-hmm. totally makes sense. The 3DS, though. Yeah, and like, it, would, it would be one thing if you could play DS games on the 3DS in good quality. Like, that would be more understandable. But True. now, like, I mean, th- like, Pokemon Black and White, those are really beautiful games. Like, they're sprite games. They're simple. But, like, they're yeah. really great script, sprite work, very detailed. Sure. And, and sprites you, look great on the 3DS, yeah, actually. Yeah. But, but if you play it all blurry and stretched right, out, right. like, it doesn't do it justice. And no. a lot of people are going to have to play it that way because they sold their systems to afford a 3DS yeah. at launch. Sure. Sure. And and then I think that's the other thing, too, is like you have a lot of people who invested in 3DS looking forward to whatever the next Pokemon game was, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a, a fairly reasonable assumption over the past year has been, well, all right, black and white came out, but whatever's next will be for the 3DS because yeah, that's exactly. now here. Um, so it's very weird to me. Um, it's weird. Like, and, and to, to be... Uh, very forth. We're not saying it's going to be a bad game or anything. Sure. Like we don't know anything about that. It could no. be mind blowing, but it is a weird decision. And here's the other thing: we, you know, we really don't know anything about the game. Uh, maybe there's a chance that it somehow, and I, I don't know, even know if this is technically feasible. So mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Maybe there is somehow, you know, a way that it'll take advantage of the 3ds. I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe, maybe they have yet to announce some sort of special thing in yeah. that capacity i doubt it i, I that doubt doesn't it. really make any sense hey maybe maybe they have something up their sleeve because i mean they have to i mean they got me the statement pretty yeah, quick they are aware, aware you they know are, yeah um so we'll see i just i think it's a unfortunate um that this is going to happen you yeah. know i think i think it's a big missed opportunity for nintendo particularly given the fact that they finally got everything going um properly yeah and speaking of nintendo having things going properly versus other systems (laughs) that don't have things going properly yeah yeah. the vita launch yeah so um stats came out today that worldwide uh since you know total cumulative you've been been making lots of friends on twitter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll address that in a minute uh, because i'm sure some of them are listening um so worldwide uh the playstation vita has sold 1.2 I believe so. Million yeah. units. And uh-huh. I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe that's correct. Uh, 1.2 million units, 2 million pieces of software. And by pieces, I mean, um, according to the wording in the press release, digital 
and retail. Like both of those, not just retail. Right, right, right. Um, and so what I did out of curiosity, because I was like, well, that, you know, and, and again, keep in mind, uh, the Vita launched in like mid, late uh, December mm-hmm. uh, of last year in Japan and then launched about a week or so ago in U- Europe and America. So I went back and looked up some similar figures for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you find, Rich? <laughs> 3DS uh, launched, keep in mind, late February uh, mm-hmm. in Japan, and then about a month or so later in, March, in America, America and, again, worldwide, in Europe, yeah. worldwide. And uh, then I found stats that were about a week after that. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of looking at a somewhat similar uh, metric in terms of worldwide. So you're looking at sales statistics for Vita and for 3DS that were available about a week after the hardware went complete worldwide. Mm-hmm. In the Vita's case, it was available for two months in Japan before, you know, the sales and being completely worldwide. And if in the 3DS case, it was about a month. So, if, if anything, it's giving a little more of an advantage to, to the Vita. Vita, potentially. It's more time. Again, Japan is not the biggest market in the world, but mm. it's still more time out in the marketplace. Um, so, you know, you're looking at 1.2 million for Vita. You're looking at 3.6 for the 3DS. Yeah. Um, in and, the same amount of time frame. Yeah. Uh, give or take. Yeah. I mean, or, and... Yeah, roughly. And... Uh, the other thing you were looking at was, um, I want to say the sale, the software sales were 6.1 million for 3DS retail only because they didn't have eShop or anything like that at the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, plus Nintendo never They don't never really count to, those for some reason. They don't. I mean, they're not full games. I mean, it's you can debate on whether they're full yeah, games or not. Yeah. But, um, and, and to my knowledge, Nintendo's never really broadcast those stats at all. No, that um, would be interesting. So, you know, it was kind of interesting. And I mean, I, I you know... Uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter, um, I sort of just with a with a nice little sparkle in my eye and, and spring in my step, just sort of. I mean, I mean, I tweeted facts. Those yeah, are yeah. those are facts, um, and then sort of just amusingly, sort of you know, or with great amusement, defended some of the the inevitable, like the Sony Defense Force well, that came after me. It's incredible how defensive people are. But they're about getting pretty this. bad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which I mean, like I, I understand we were in the same position a year ago. Sure. But like we were writing articles about, hey, 3ds, where's our games and stuff like that. But it's kind of funny to be on the other side of it now. Like I was on. Uh, a brief segment of Beyond the other week, and I, I'm getting like hate mail from sure. Sony fans who are sure. like, "How could you say anything negative?" Even though I, I wasn't even all that negative, I was just like, "Yeah, I, I didn't buy it at launch. Yeah, they should cut their price." And I mean, so so there's a few things that I would say, just in ter- in general terms of the Vita. I I've played some games. I you know. Um, Nothing really grabs my attention at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's certainly nothing that would sit there where I'd sit down and be like, oh, man, I need to buy this right now. Yeah. Um, 3DS-wise, if this wasn't my job, mm-hmm. by now I would have probably given in. Because yeah. when when I'm faced with, you know, not only a remake of Ocarina of Time, but Super Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart and Resident Evil and Metal Gear. And Icarus and all this stuff on the And you the got horizon. the stuff on the horizon. Plus you've got just a lot of little gems like Pushmo and stuff. That mm-hmm. probably would have made me give in even in the face of, uh, you know, assumed 3DS Lite somewhere down the line. Well, the thing is the re- 3DS has done an amazing job. And it struggled at first. We covered the heck out of that. Yeah. But now it has found such a unique identity. It's really yeah. coming to its own. And now it's just a really cool portable platform. And yeah, and I mean to be, and and also to be clear, like nobody's really ever been sort of aggressively trying to say the Vita is going to be a huge success. Though I have heard plenty about <laughs> from fans and just and, and even editors and stuff about how you know America could be very different, mm-hmm. you know, and that sort of thing. And you know, um, not so much. Yeah, that uh, hasn't really turned out that way so much yeah, so far. And I mean. If someone else was trying to defend it by saying that the Vita launch uh, lineup was better than the 3DS, and uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean not, yes. Neither of them were amazing, but yeah. I mean, at least, yeah. at least Vita had Uncharted. And I mean, exactly. I, and I'm not, uh, you know, I love Uncharted 2, not the biggest fan of Uncharted 3, and I messed with the, the Vita one for a little while and just didn't find it all that interesting. But, um, if, you know, I mean, that, that game alone is better than the 3DS launch lineup, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, like... Some of the 3DS lineup was fine. You know, Nintendogs is fine if you like that thing. Steel Diver was fine if you like that sort of thing. Street yeah, Fighter thing was pretty was good. If, if you bought a 3DS at launch, it wasn't because of their amazing launch lineup because it was terrible. It was mm. for the promise of all these games that you knew were in development. Yep. And granted, they took way too long to roll those out. Sure. Yeah. Like, there were months where I just didn't even touch my 3DS after and, I bought it. And the other thing is, we'll, and, you know, we'll see... 
where things are in a year. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people are like, well, wait and just see what happens in a year. It's like, it's yeah, like, okay. yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's... It's, it's PSP versus DS again. When the DS, or when the PSP was first announced, they're like, oh, it's going to kill the DS. It's going to sell way more. Yeah. Nintendo's going to be out of business. And then it, it didn't. It didn't quite work I out mean, that just way. Nintendo does portable gaming amazingly well. It understands, I think, really well what's going on. And, and you know... There is a lot of stuff coming out up, you know, coming. I think uh, if I'm under the understanding correctly, Vita still is going to have somewhat of a drought coming up. Mm-hmm. Like to my there's knowledge, no there's free nothing games coming huge. up anytime soon, right? Yeah. Um, but there is still the promise of, I believe, Call of Duty. Some sort of Call of Duty is coming eventually. Sometime this year, some something sort of Call of Duty, Bioshock, yeah. something. I believe those are both out there. Mm-hmm. Um, from what other editors tell me, so don't don't go quoting me on that if I'm wrong. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, and that's really awesome. And we'll see what happens. And you know, I would think that a price drop has to happen. Yeah. Um, it just seems like the era of trying to do some sort of $250 portable is just not right. It's just, right I mean, Nintendo found out the hard way like, yeah. that that's not going to fly. And what was interesting to me too, is that, you know, in the face of watching all this 3ds stuff happen, mm-hmm. Sony sort of just went and did the same thing, thinking that its system was different and better. Um, and I think they were trying to go for kind of a high end market, but maybe yeah. that's not quite, you know, well, it's like if you're, sp- you could get a PS3 for that much and play yeah, those games on close. the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, you know. So I just you know, and, and again, like I have no interest in seeing the Vita fail. I mean, someone said, you know, competition's great, and uh, yes, but I just don't. It, like, there isn't really one. We're not sitting here like going around sabotaging the Vita and yeah. hoping it fails. It's just, especially considering being on the Nintendo team the sure. past year, like it's just an interesting and a funny yeah. observation to make. Exactly, and know? I mean. I've had to listen to that shit all year. So Exactly. <laughs> um, and and you know, and, and none of that is to say that Nintendo didn't screw up uh, pretty severely for the first good chunk of twenty eleven. Like that's part of being fair and unbiased is whenever I any of the companies screw up, you should take a moment to laugh at them. We we pointed our finger at Nintendo for the better part of twenty eleven and now yeah. it's Sony's turn to make, take the We make observations. Take their and it would be interesting to see, you know, uh, what the Sony team here um eventually makes of what's going on with vita Mm -hmm. you know what what is going on um and you know maybe maybe in the coming months everything writes itself and they really start taking off yeah but uh i thought it was interesting that you know at at a similar relatively similar time frame uh to the best that we can get these figures and get Mm -hmm. solid figures because it's not like companies give us stats every single day or anything like that so within a reasonable similarity of time frames you know 3ds had done remarkably well Mm -hmm. now the 3DS just after that, just its sales just dropped off dropped the charts. Off the planet, so yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting to see if, you know, in the coming months, the Vita just stays kind of steady, you mm-hmm. know, and we'll see. But um, and I, it, it is true. Like in a year, whatever the Vita is going to be or will be will sort of have been determined. And I think so. that, it, it'll be interesting to see where I mean, it all ends. What was interesting, too, is I had a lot of people saying to me that the Vita is super powerful and has more long term potential. And I had a few people saying that to me. And, you know, okay. Uh, power, you know, and again, like you said, PSP, mm-hmm. DS. Um, PSP was clearly the stronger of the two. Oh, yeah. And, and, and PSP did not fail. It just didn't capitalize how everyone expected it to. No. Everyone expected PSP to be what DS was and DS to be the other way. Yeah. And it didn't quite work out that way. Um, and what's interesting to me is that everyone's just sort of assuming, well, this time it's going to be different. Could be. Could yeah. be. You know, and, and mistakes like... I, I think mistakes like keeping Pokemon on DS mm-hmm. when you need it on your 3DS um, could cost you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and could actually, you know, sacrifice what, you know, that, that momentum you need. So hard to say. And, you know, this is just the beginning and we'll see. And honestly, I don't really, you know, in some ways I don't really care. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I um, mean- at the end of the day, I like good games. And, and, you know, like, if Vita becomes an awesome system that has 10 million amazing games on it, that's a great, more more fun to be had. Yeah, and, I mean, if you give me original games that really fit portables well, I mean, I made this remark about Metal Gear on 3DS, and we can get mm-hmm. to that in a moment, but, yeah. um, 
you know, I like games that feel right for a portable. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's was like Revelations. That could have been a console experience, but they yeah. tailor made it for the portable with the episodes yes. and the recaps, and yes, they, they yes, did yes. a lot to make it feel like it belonged on the portable. Yeah, and one of the one of the trickiest parts about Metal Gear on, on the 3DS is you get into these pl- spots where you have huge cutscenes and people talking mm-hmm. for a long time, and the save structure isn't really accommodating. Where you'll save in it, you know, you'll make some progress in sort of a, an area with killing some guards and stuff and then you mm-hmm. save but you start over at the beginning of the area things like that mm-hmm. you know it doesn't quite account for the fact that you are actually in fact playing on a portable and i kind of feel like i'm seeing a lot of games coming to uncharted and this is very generalized that um are are trying to be console games on a portable exactly that to me is not what i want from a portable mm-hmm. and i would rather just go pl- play those games on my big well, ass especially TV. uncharted where like the main hook of it like the gameplay in uncharted isn't great it, it never that's never what it's been known for it's a really More an experience yeah it's a cinematic experience that's what's yep. so impressive about it but why would you want to see a cinematic experience on this tiny little screen like it's sure. a beautiful screen but it's tiny compared to you can just play it on your big yeah. television in your living room yep. and that's that's what it's made for and i mean metal gear is a port but i had fired up the ps3 hd collection of metal mm-hmm. gear and you know granted you're looking at about a 10 year old game but it's the same tr- deal strictly yeah. from a presentation point of view i'm just like wow i'd rather play it on this now there's some there's some catches we'll get into but you know mm-hmm. it's it's a similar argument where it's like do you, you know do we do i really want call of duty on a portable, probably not. And the funny thing is, is that I ride a train for 45 minutes yeah. each way back and forth from my place because I live in San Francisco and use public transportation. Um, so I'm kind of the ideal market for a portable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, but I, that's not that's not what I want on uh, my and portable. And another thing, especially for something like Call of Duty, is like those sticks on the Vita, they don't feel very good. They They're hurt not my, They great. hurt my hands. They're not like the DualShock, which feels great mm-hmm. in your hands. Like if I, I, I'm not, I don't like Call of Duty. I'm not a Call of Duty fan. But sure. if I were going to play a, a shooter that I did like, I yeah. would want a con- real controller in my hand, not yeah. those sticks. And, you know, what's funny is my observation about the circle pad or the, yeah, the circle pad has mm-hmm. always been one of slight frustration, but then going from that and seeing kind of how more stick like, um, you know, analog inputs function, actually, I'm, sort a, of I'm, I'm a little better. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's not to say that, it, you know, I mean, the 3DS definitely needs two of them. Mm-hmm. Circle pad pro is kind of clunky, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, but as but far as just anyway. the feel of them alone, I yeah. actually came around on the circle pad. So Vita, you know, doing okay pretty early. We'll see what happens. Uh, certainly not just blowing up the markets. I mean, we've, we've seen that in Japan for months now. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, who knows, maybe the U.S. will really start to take off. Although I just, I don't, there are no games on the horizon that I'm aware of at the moment that are just like, ah, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing, yeah, you know. Exactly. And, um, we haven't seen any major franchise. I mean, we'll see what happens at E3. Yeah, I think E3 yeah, yeah. is actually going to be uh, where we find out. I, I imagine it'll be very Vita-centric. It almost has to be. I think so. You know, but, I think um, it has to be. And so. again, like, I'm always bringing this up, but, like, the PS3, people forget, that took a long sure. time it to did. find its footing and it to stop losing money. And, so, and honestly, we'll see. All consoles, portable home consoles, That's struggle sort of at the launch. Nature these days, especially in modern times, where it yeah. costs so much to develop yep. new technology. It takes a while pe- like, for people to understand it and really take and advantage of it. See why they want to invest in it. Yep. So, um, yeah. actually, I mean, just as a side note, I wrote, and I think this has been since the last time we we did a podcast, but I wrote an article just sort of analyzing a theoretical Wii U launch mm-hmm. and if Nintendo is able to convince the right amount of third parties to partake. If the third parties find it worthwhile and we get things like maybe Resident Evil, maybe, you know, we we do know that some sort of Assassin's Creed is coming. What version? Who knows? Mm -hmm. But, you know, if we're starting to get games like that, say, um, maybe maybe Activision, you know, sees the opportunity to put Call of Duty there, you know, all these things. So so who knows? But but if some of these, you know, perennial and, and major franchises that are coming out this fall and also that come out every year, if all these things sort of line up and Nintendo's able to convince people to put this stuff on there. You could see one of the biggest launches of a console ever. Yeah. Just hands down ever. Resident um, Evil, Arkham, Assassins. Yeah, like exactly. It could be pretty big. Like if, if all those things line up plus, and this is a big plus, yeah. some sort of Nintendo franchise, you know. Mm-hmm. Something Mario. Hypothetically, let's say Mario, you know, yeah. like, wow. You know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, typically at a Nintendo launch, you're lucky to get a Mario or a Zelda or something. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in some stuff like because this I think this generation has really given us some amazing franchises, mm-hmm. some of which come out annually. 
that are great experiences for a lot of people. And if those third parties see the value in bringing what they're already planning for 360 and PS3 over to Wii U, mm-hmm. that could be pretty incredible. And if yeah. they don't, th- and this this will be very interesting, if for some reason they don't, then Nintendo has like significant questions to answer about oh, how it's yeah, able to appeal yeah. to third parties. Because if if, say, Activision can't be bothered to take a 360 PS3 game like Call, uh, Call of Duty. And move the HUD onto the controller. <laughs> move it over, yeah. yeah. If they can't be bothered to do that or it's too technically difficult or, or whatever. And that's a big problem for That's Wii a U. huge problem. That's like yeah. that's that's a significant problem. And it's the biggest question, I think. Oh, um, it is. And it remains is, to be seen. We know nothing yeah. as to what the answer to that is. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, just the potential of what Wii U could see this fall, just sort of uh, from our vague knowledge of what is coming this fall, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of release dates have yet to, like, where exactly is Bioshock showing up, you yeah. You know, we don't yeah. know things like that, but um, lots of potential. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. that random Wii U note, because we have to talk about Wii U whenever we can yeah. or something. Anyway, what are we okay. talking about next? Now, uh, last story is coming yeah. to America. I think it's funny. We, so wow. we have this sheet in front of us that we're going through sort of checklist <laughs> of items, and we're actually going backwards kind of, which yeah. is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Well. So um, Nintendo held a conference, mm-hmm. uh, one of their Nintendo Direct presentations. Mm-hmm. Which Whoa. you can watch on your 3DS. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was, what, last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they addressed a number of things, and we'll get to each of those items in, in due turn. But, yeah, they finally com- uh, confirmed that last story is coming. Uh, it's already out in Europe. just mm-hmm. came out last week. were we've heard that it's probably based somewhat on the european localization because mm-hmm. why not yeah yeah um but beyond that we're not really sure what's going on um you, you know we're still waiting for answers i actually have questions into exceed and hopefully we can get them sometime soon but yeah. um you know the first thing i did was like interview let's go uh, but i don't know when we'll get those answers yeah, so um, that's the second of the big three of the operation rainfall games that are finally coming second of the to big America. three xenoblade is coming april 6th i think mm-hmm. um and that's actually being published by nintendo but yeah uh beyond that we don't know too much and honestly uh, from all accounts and i mean i haven't played the game directly but pandora's mm-hmm. tower is far lesser in quality than compared to the other two yeah um, i honestly could see that one just not coming at right, all right right i, mean, I don't it, know if they think it'll appeal to american audiences precisely and i mean the pecking order seems to work out that most pe- people seem to acknowledge that xenoblade is quite good mm-hmm. last story seems to be kind of good some really good ideas visually i think it looks more interesting than xenoblade yeah but, and um, i haven't played either but just looking at them both i'm more excited for the last story because right, right. i just think the visuals are amazing the artwork's yeah. amazing and it's hironobu sakaguchi yeah so sure that's promising <laughs> <laughs> um i think we gave it what an eight five or something yeah, like that, that. if that got an eight five and xenoblade got a nine but what the stupid keza no <laughs> was it a nine five Nine, it nine, five? Five? I don't remember. Uh, one of those. I don't of those read really our reviews. Well, review. I mean, that's that's sort of the weird part about this game is you know UK or uh, Europe in general has had Xenoblade since August of last year. Yeah, yeah. And Japan had it, you know, the summer before that or whatever. So, um, yeah. But anyway, it's it's cool that it's coming. Mm-hmm. I think we owners have another significant piece of content to play. Um, but yeah, yeah, and like we've said it before, but it's worth noting, <laughs> g- guys. Seriously, buy the game. You bitched and bitched and bitched. <laughs> and if you don't buy the game, games like this will never, ever come again, no matter how many letters you write. Yeah, I mean, here's so the, show support. This is this is what the whole problem is has come down to is that Nintendo um, and, and I think partly just from observing just who's buying Wii. They, they know, you know, they, they can mm-hmm. figure this stuff out. Who owns a Wii? Who's, mm-hmm. you know, what's the market for this right now? Who's um, buying software? Yeah, that. and I mean, I'm sure they're very aware that, you know, this, the core gamer software has dried up a bit. And so likely those gamers aren't tuned into Wii. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, if you guys don't buy games like this, and I know it sucks because they've been sort of dragging you guys around and yeah. not giving you answers. But if you guys don't support software like this, 
it's just going to further reinforce this whole problem. Exactly, like letters, fan sites, like they're all very nice, but it's the numbers that talk. And yeah. if they look at the end of the year at their sales figures and yeah. this did nothing, they're going to know for sure. Don't yeah. bring those games over no matter how people beg for it because they're not going to buy it. Yeah, and it seems like at, at least in particular Nintendo of America has become pretty... Um, cautious about what exactly it's bringing mm-hmm. over yeah. here, um, particularly with Wii. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, if that sort of practice continues or how that all manifests in sort of future generations. But it, it, they seem to be much more cautious about what software they're bringing over here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be fair, Xenoblade and Last Story are, are huge games yeah, yeah, that yeah. require a great deal of localization and production value mm-hmm. and voice acting and all these things. So um, I can see why they'd be hesitant, mm-hmm. um, particularly if they look at the Wii market trends and realize that most people are going over to 360 PS3 to play. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they do have a responsibility to support their consumer base. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, we have a responsibility to actually buy the damn game. Yeah, so. it's like, and I know games are expensive, and yeah. it sucks, money's tight, but, I mean, if it, you care about these games, go and yeah. buy them, you yep. know? I, we were just talking about this earlier today with Fire Emblem 3DS. Sure, sure. Like, that hasn't been confirmed for America yet, and, like, I'm a mm-hmm. huge Fire Emblem fan. I'm freaking out over it, but... Yeah. I mean, I understand if they don't bring it because those don't, games don't sell anything, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when those games do come, by God, gotta gotta buy support them, the games that support. you want. Yep. Like it's not. It seems like a small deal, but really, it's just supporting the industry and showing them what you want. Yep. So yeah. Um, random aside, this is sort of backtracking to the Pokemon thing. Uh, you guys have been seeing probably, hopefully, um, <laughs> on both the Wii site and 3DS site that we are doing a lot of blog questions, mm-hmm. um, and, and by blog questions i mean we ask you guys questions sort of in the context of some other stuff that's been going on to write blogs give us longer form thoughts obviously the comment threads are only so you know so useful and they tend to turn into crazy rants and stuff like that so we've been sort of asking um those of you that are interested to write longer form blogs on my ign and then send us the links and we'll go and read Um, as many of them as we can like obviously we get a lot of submissions so we really read dozens and dozens of them but we we can't get to all of them exactly it's difficult for us to get to all of them i I spent a lot of time reading them last week. We read week. a lot of yeah. them, so and, don't think um, there's a good chance yours will get read. And we try and promote as many as we can. Yeah, I mean, it's just a way for us to engage with the community. We yep. have a really awesome Nintendo community here on IGN. Yep. And, and we it, want it to be bigger. Yeah, we want it to be bigger. We want to get you guys, highlight your thoughts. You guys write some awesome blogs. You have some great thoughts. So we just want to short, sort of put you in the spotlight. Yeah, and uh, this week, and, and the article isn't written yet, so i got to kind of go do that. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's going to be about Pokemon, you know, mm-hmm. and, and letting you guys kind of um, articulate in greater detail what you think about this situation. Um, and, you know, maybe some some of the things you want to see from this version that would convince you, yeah, okay, I'll invest again in a DS game, even though I already own a 3DS and that's what I'm interested in. Stuff like that. Yeah. So um, keep an eye out for that. It's um, in code, though. It's just a bunch of Pikas. Yeah, exactly. You, you can figure oh, it that'll out. Make that really easy. Oh, oh. oh, man, my article just got all something <laughs> easy. Um, so let's kind of go back to, you know, we were talking about last story. We talked. We mentioned that it was sort of in the context of a conference. Mm-hmm. So there were a few other announcements. Yeah, Mario Tennis. Yeah, so what's going on Getting there? Getting a release date. Yep. May 20th, yep. you're going to be playing tennis with Mario. Well done. On your 3DS, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that uh, up. they revealed some more details, actually. So mm-hmm. um, it's developed by Camelot, which mm-hmm. is cool because they've been doing all of them. Yeah, which um, is good because those are generally very good games. They're good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually really good. Um, and and, like, I don't care about tennis at all, but those are pretty fun games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I believe uh, they, they showcase some stuff where, you know, you're able to use the face buttons and whatnot, but there's also the touch screen. It's sort of like carved up into weird little like shapes that are for different types of uh hits and st- yeah, or yeah. whatever you call tennis ball hits um i'm just gonna call them hits yeah uh anyway so <laughs> That's a technical term yeah i don't know like the intricacies of ter- uh, terminology for tennis but um so yeah i mean the games are great they're a lot of fun mm-hmm. um also there's going to be four up to four players online as well as local yeah. play so that's pretty awesome they're, they're doing a pretty decent job of supporting online with the 3ds so far yeah it seemed like starting with mario kart especially yeah, it's that just was like the okay let's go yeah. yeah so um so we kind of know those basic details um, uh, know game gear games are yeah. still coming to 3ds because that's not news they already announced that yeah. before it launched prior to what e3 or something yeah right? but um now it like they've announced they're coming this Mar- summer is this in march is in March? I can remember March I don't or think May. we have North American Yeah, they're coming to Japan, yet. like, March Very or May, soon. one of those M months. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, so, I mean, that just means that they're actually getting around to doing it, which is nice. Hopefully, Game Boy Advance 
Yeah, soon. that would be cool. Because like yeah. us ambassadors have been enjoying that for a while now, yep. but yep, everyone exactly. else. There's a lot of good games. Uh, let's see what else did they announce. Uh, so over in Japan, they gave details on Fire Emblem, but yeah. as we mentioned, it hasn't please, been confirmed. Please come. Sure. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm okay now. What else have we got? Uh, Sega, Capcom, and Namco Bandai are teaming to make a mysterious 3D game of mystery. Yeah, so some, something's coming to 3DS. We just don't know what it is. And We've got our fingers crossed for yeah. Pac-Man, Mega Man, Sonic Bowling. Yeah. If it's like all of those guys go to the Olympics, I'm gonna oh, be pissed. God. All of them go to the London 2012 Ugh. Olympics Ugh. Part Two with water bottles. Oh, yeah, God. it no. is. It is really interesting. And I mean, what is sort of? I don't know if he's been referring to this specific project, but he's sort of been hinting at the idea that you know they're in some. They're, they have some partnerships mm-hmm. and they're working with outside partners. What kind of game would require all of those people <laughs> together is interesting. Um, I actually kind of hope it's not just a simple like mascot just team up. Yeah, team up um, thing. But I don't know what it would be. That's weird. Um, it's a really strange pairing all I, of those. I mean, I wonder we'll if Nintendo is like lending some of its mascots out to those folks, but with so many developers, it's hard to see or hard to say what that could possibly be. Yeah, so. and then yeah, it'll be interesting to see who, who's actually developing it. Right. Or if yeah. It's a how team, how, like, do, how do you have all three of those people developing? Yeah, that's sort of the big question. Like, I mean, something I know, and then this is just something silly that probably means nothing. Nothing confirmed, but uh, <laughs> on the website, I saw that uh, underneath all of the big three names, like uh-huh. it said Namco Bandai. So like that makes yeah, does that me mean they're like lead. a lead or that, something? That's what I would tend to believe, but we don't know. Yep. I want Capcom personally, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll no, see. Capcom's pretty solid. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see what else we get. They confirmed the, so the Xenoblade game has a flip cover where you can just sort of reverse it, and they confirmed the art that was coming to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the and ones then that people voted on. Yeah, the voting one on Facebook, um, which we didn't cover either because that happened between this one, this podcast and the previous yeah. one. Um, the other thing that they discussed, and we can just talk about it because we've actually played it, is uh, Kid Icarus. Yeah, multiplayer. We had a yeah. big multiplayer demo recently. Yeah, so they kind of did some broad sweep kind of looks at at it um on the presentation and mm-hmm. actually in the international versions you had actually uh masahiro sakurai actually kind of narrating um some gameplay but um yeah so we got to play it mm-hmm. two basic modes uh yeah. that can be played online or or, or locally so um, we have a standard free-for-all where yep. you just try and kill everyone as much as you can yeah. and then the more interesting mode is uh, light versus dark yeah. where you're split into teams there's mm-hmm. uh, six players if you don't have enough players the ai fills in and there's six or uh, now, three on each team. One's the light team, one's the dark team. And you sort of have to go after the other team and uh, beat down their health meter. And when that mm-hmm. finally gets down to zero, the last player who died turns into the team's angel. Mm-hmm. And then that angel is super powerful, but if you kill them, it's over. That person, yeah. that team loses. So sort of converts weird. from like traditional three-on-three to like a VIP mode, basically. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other things that sort of factor into that are if you're using more powerful weapons that mm-hmm. are, you know, all your weapons uh, based on their characteristics, their sort of special power or not, they're not powers, but like um, uh, bonuses whatever, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's distinct powers that you can activate, but then mm-hmm. all your weapons can potentially have um, special modifiers and yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. And there's infinite combinations of those, mm-hmm. but um, based on that, based on their power, their, their long range and short range attack capabilities and all that, they're given a value, like yeah, a exactly. 200 or 400 or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and if, if I recall correctly, like something around like 260, 250, stuff like that, it was actually very powerful, Pretty if high. I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah. Um, so that determines your health, basically. So when you die, that's the how meter... much gets taken off of your team's health rate. Right. So if you have, you know, a more powerful weapon, um, you're sort of expected to be able to use it well and perform well. If not, um, your team's going to be very mad at you. Yeah, I mean, and it's actually a cool system, I, I, I felt, because, uh, you know, we played a bunch of matches and I grabbed a really powerful weapon mm-hmm. and it wasn't suited to me because there's, there's many different classes of weapons and you kind of got to figure out which one sort of suits your preference in terms of combat, yeah, whether you want to yeah. get up close and really go at people from, from like right in their face or if you want to stay at a distance and sort of shoot things at people. And there's um, advantages and disadvantages to both tactics. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, uh, over time, you sort of figure out what makes sense. Um, you can also, like, active, uh, y- kind of outfit your people with, like, 
um, just sort of equipment and abilities, not necessarily powers, which are also equipable. Um, but there's a lot to this game. If you haven't lot. noticed, the weapons alone, there's so much to that system. You yeah. can't really tell by watching the trailers, yeah. but um, it's, there's a lot to it, a lot more than you'd think. It's a ridiculously deep game. Um, in a weird way, I think that actually, I mean, not, not only is it's one of its greatest, you know, sort of strengths, but it's actually it is kind of a weakness a little, a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. there's just so much going on. Um, but it is also very cool. Um, I think, again, it sort of highlights, I think you and I both agree on mm-hmm. this, that, you know, in the past, for single player, we've said that there's some control and there's some camera yeah, issues. Yeah. And it almost gets reinforced when you're playing against live opponents. You can also have AI opponents in the in the multiplayer mode. But, um, you know, it gets reinforced because now all of a sudden you're dealing with, like, people that are very dynamic and mm-hmm. real. And when you're trying to keep track of the camera and everything, get a little Yeah, crazy. it sort of shows up. But um, yeah. what, were you talk- what you were talking about, uh, the weapon thing, is a really interesting way to sort of balance it. Yeah. So, that, like, someone who's not very good can just... Can't, they can't just grab a big weapon and go and kill yeah. everyone. It actually like, forces their team you to know suffer. the game. Yeah, so yeah. that's a really cool way to do that. Yeah. Um, so we you know, expect more Kid Icarus stuff in the, in the future. The game comes out March 23rd, so we've got about a month. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I was actually pretty impressed. I think the single player is pretty good. Uh, uh, it's but, funny because it's a game that a lot of us, uh, for whatever reason, from what we've seen, what we'd played, we weren't really thinking too much about, we weren't too excited about. But now mm-hmm. as we're seeing more complete builds and all of that, it's actually shaping up more than we initially honestly thought it would. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little surprising, um, but then again, it's Sakurai, so you kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's cool. <laughs> it's good um, to see it's coming together. It's tricky. I think Nintendo has, is going to have a difficult time, really, unless it really showcases the game greatly, mm-hmm. um, and just really making people understand what this game's about. Uh, yeah, especially considering, like you said, how complex it is. Like that's going to yeah. be hard to. Get you can't it just show to that people. off in a thirty-second ad. You know? No, exactly. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they market it and how it does. So a few yeah. other quick hits. Mario Party 9. Yeah. You played I, it? I played it. Uh-huh. Mario was there. And, and he partied. Rolled dice and played mini games. Was he just like chugging alcohol and stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about that embargoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, very similar to previous games yeah, in, a, I mean, in a broad level. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Sam was the one who's played all of them. I haven't played them in years. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's Mario Party. Uh, the big difference is that you're on sort of on rails instead of on a more traditional board. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're rolling the dice quite a bit. But, um I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's Mario Party. Okay. So, and then uh, and that comes out in about two weeks. I think. Yeah, that comes out very soon. Poke so. Park Two, very quick overview. Yeah, Poke Park Two. It's a Poke Park game. Yeah, it's a Poke Park <laughs> game. I mean, it's it's actually pretty well done for mm-hmm. what it is. Like, uh, really great uh, character models for all the Pokemon. Seems much more um, younger gamers. It's very adorable, but it's definitely aimed at younger gamers, which right. isn't a bad thing. It's just like. That's people like is. us, like people who play games regularly or who are just older are probably not going to get much out of it. Like a little, very small kid is probably going to love the heck out of it. But it's very simplistic and repetitive gameplay. And so unless you just really badly want to see an adorable Pikachu rolling around on your screen, mm-hmm. like it, there's probably not much reason for anyone to get it unless they have a, a little kid they want to play it with. Cool. Not an insult, it's what it is. It's what <laughs> they then, wanted it to be. I mentioned Metal Gear a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to, to kind of touch upon it and just more of a dedicated segment. Um, it's a really good game. You know, yeah. it is Metal Gear Solid 3. You know, it's about eight years old. Um, back then it got rave reviews, mm-hmm. got a subsist- uh, subsistence version a year later, which kind of gave you full camera control and that sort of thing. Um, and this is from the subsistence version. This is basically a subsistence version, no multiplayer or anything like that, but just, you know, very, very good. The, the, the upgrades are, are um, you know, depending on if you played the game before or whatnot, it's going to really make a big deal to you or not. So, you know, you're able to, like, aim with your shoulder buttons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so, and, and, and what's weird about it is, like, you know, you within just a handful of months, you had two versions of this game come out. You had the HD collection and you yeah. had this version. The HD collection has Metal Gear uh, Solid 2, uh, MGS3, and Peace Walker. This and they're is, around the same price. Th- that's the thing is, like, yeah. currently in stores, they're the same price. They're, mm-hmm. they're $40 each. So it's kind of weird to see, like, one that's a three-game bundle and the other one that's a one-game portable game. Yeah. Um, but what the weird part is is so this one has, I would say – um, better controls. I messed around with, I mean, you know, I played through this one and then I messed around with the HD collection mm-hmm. just to see what that was about. Um, you're, you're obviously dealing with better visuals and just a very, you know, 
gorgeous, crisp presentation of the game in the HD collection. Mm. It still looks pretty darn good despite, yeah, yeah, despite yeah. being old. Um, uh, then on the 3DS, you're dealing with limits of display because the screen's small. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And there's only so much you can do about that. Um, the 3D effect, though, is great. It looks pretty yeah. good for a 3DS game, actually, mm-hmm. despite not being made for it. Um, and it has better controls. You know, you use the touch screen to access menus quicker, which is awesome, instead of, like, pause, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah. This year, just, like, tap, I need to access my camo. And I think, the, yeah, the biggest plus of buy, buying it for the 3DS, and, like, obviously, if you have a PS3, you, you probably want to consider getting the HD collection. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you don't, uh, like, it's still a really great game. That's and, the thing. like, yeah. the visuals look great. The 3D looks really beautiful on yeah. it. And for me, the biggest uh, plus was that the HUD is completely clear in the 3DS yeah, yeah. version. That's the only version that you can play it with just completely. There's nothing on there because it's yep. all on the bottom Lower screen. screen. So, yep. like, that really does a lot for the cinematics yeah. and the visuals of it. I mean, they did some really, really cool stuff with it. There's still slowdown, which was sort of something mm-hmm. that reared its head before. Um, and, you know, I said the 3D effect's great. There's some a little of bit it of, hasn't aged so well. Yeah, exactly. There's a little bit of gyroscope uh, implementation. Um, and you're going to notice that the design of it is a little limited. You know, if you're used to something like Assassin's Creed where you're kind of – you just run at a wall and you'll just hop up it and stuff like that. Yeah. Metal Gear is a little different. Um and so in, in some cases, if like I remember there's one point where I was like sneaking around. And I was like, oh, man, I'm totally going to go to that <laughs> boat right there and I'm going to hide in the boat. And then when the dude walks by, I'm going to break his neck or whatever. <laughs> and I, I ran over to the boat just at the right time because the dude, you know, couldn't see me or whatever. And he's doing his little patrol. And I hop into the boat and I'm like, all right, lay down. And he wouldn't. I couldn't get him yeah, to lay down. Yeah. I was like, why can't I not? The boat's right here. That's totally what this is meant yeah. for. Couldn't do it. And 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 in a modern game, that would have totally been happen. anticipated yeah. and, and it would be there. And in this one, I just, you wouldn't do it. And yeah. uh, that kind of sucked, you know, to kind of be like icy, you know. Yeah. So there's some of that stuff. But um, it is one of the best uh, Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's arguable that it's, you know, up there with maybe Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would definitely put it above, like, you know, 2 and 4, which are not yeah. bad games. They're just, you know, worse. Yeah. <laughs> they have monkeys drinking Coke and then that <laughs> bastard Raiden. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, great games. Great game. Especially if you haven't played them before. And then, like yeah. I mentioned before, you know, it's maybe not quite as designed for a portable. I'm not going to play it on the bus because... I don't know when I'm going to run into a 15-minute codec conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, technically, I could just shut it. You know, cause mm-hmm. someone, someone was – I saw this complaint somewhere out there like, ooh, you could just shut it as a sleep feature. How many of you have put your system on sleep and then come back to it and to it's realize dead. it's dead? That yeah. happens to me all the time. Yeah. So don't tell me that the sleep feature is fantastic. You know, <laughs> like that's not the answer to my problems. The answer to my problems is not playing it on a portable. Yeah. Um, and, but again, game's great. If your sort of like living situation is that you are playing this mostly at home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But again, if you're going to play it at home. You probably. And you have a PS3. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. you sacrifice some stuff though. You yeah. lose some control. It's very interesting that you have two versions of the game and it's arguable that they're kind of equal for their own um, strengths and weaknesses. You know, it's a very strange situation. But anyway, good game. Um, And if you haven't played it, definitely, definitely think about that one. Good stuff. Yep. So, so yeah, that's about it, right? That's about it. Um, you know, keep writing into us, nvc at IGN.com. Yeah, we didn't yeah. really have time to, there was a lot of news we had to cover. We didn't yeah. really have time to get to read our questions today, yep. but uh, we'll start that back up again next week. Yep. So, you know, just email us, hit us up on Twitter, my IGN, and. Uh, and. Just we address we address this in the podcast that we lost. We'll talk about it in the future. Uh, the the whole formatting yeah, of whatever. Yeah. We've um, listened. We've read your emails. Yeah. That you're very concerned about the audio. There's no reason to be concerned away. in the sense that whatever we do will be for the benefit. Ultimately, it's just a matter of us trying to figure out what makes sense in this day and age. What. Uh, makes sense for our time investment too. Because, like, know? as you can see, it's hard to get us all together it's to hard, do a traditional podcast. It's hard to get us all together because this is sort of done on top of everything else mm-hmm. we do. Um, it's sort of especially hard for us because, like, we pull in so many people from other teams. Yeah, it's yeah, hard exactly. To coordinate schedules because you and I, duh, are the Nintendo yeah, we're team. The Nintendo so team. <laughs> this is very easy for us to do because we're just like, okay, well, let's do this for an hour. Yeah. But you know, Goldfarb, for example, is on news. Sam is on guides. Yeah, Altano's on, on news features, and features. Like, Jack's on news and features. Pair's a he's, he's, executive he's vice pair. president or whatever. He's the pair. Fran does Fran type things. Fran just doesn't exist. Actually, we haven't Pops seen Fran in months. Out of reality. Yeah. So you know, it's difficult for us to get it all together. Plus, it's just like. 
if Sam has a guide to write for Mass Effect 3, that's what Sam's going to do. That's his job. You know, and Goldfarb is busy doing news things. So point being, we're trying to find and think about formats that are the most entertaining uh, Mm -hmm. for you guys in particular, that are still giving you guys cool things and cool ways to see us and Mm -hmm. sort of interact with us. But at the same time, makes sense for what we have to do. Because to be honest, I'm going to write the Pokemon editorial and get Nintendo's comment before I'm yeah. going to do a podcast. And, and you know, for some of you that just like to listen to the podcast, that's sort of tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would beg of you to go and read IGN as well. Yes, please you do. Know? I mean, I know most of you guys do, but like, seriously, there's some good stuff there. And, and like, we, we can have go to focus into there. more detail and depth yeah, we on our articles we than we can in a podcast. But oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. there's still a space for it. We're still, we're listening to all of you. We want to know what you think. That's why we brought it up. Exactly. I mean, let us know in the comments uh, of this article what you think, what you'd want to see if there was sort of a format change. And obviously, you know, we, we listen to you. We care about you. Like, if we do something but like if we change something and you guys hate it like we're not gonna just keep doing it so we're just trying to evolve with you guys yeah i mean we'll see what happens that's the thing is like you know we're looking at a podcast that's fairly popular but then i look at something like youtube Mm -hmm. you know and i'm like watching uh dumb people attempt to cook things while drunk (laughs) the other day and like that is the funniest thing and you look at the views and it's like 1.2 million views yeah you know and that's really cool you know and i think you know and not that I'm sitting here obsessed with numbers. That's not accurate. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, you know, we want uh, what we do to be read and seen and listened mm-hmm. to by as many people as possible. Exactly. Because that's not, kind of what we're supposed yeah, to do. And it's not that's at our job. all about abandoning our audience. Like, we nope. love our couplings. We love interacting Chet. with you guys. It's expanding it and yep. making things more interesting for you guys, too. Well, that's that's so. why we do things like Twitter. That's why we do the blog interaction yeah. and the questions. And that's why we go on my IGN. That's why we do the podcast in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So don't um, freak out. Like, things yeah. may change, but we're just going to be experimenting. And like we said, you know, let us know in the comments. Let us know in email what you think about all this, what you guys want to see or hear or whatever. So, um... Yeah, that NBC at IGN.com, and that about wraps it up for today. Y'all. Thanks for listening, Koopalings. Later.